Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 428. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about six ways to avoid ATM fees. And this really came about because I read a statistic that blew my mind. And that is that banks collect over a billion dollars annually in ATM fees. And I thought, who the heck is paying ATM fees? Because I rarely, if ever, pay an ATM fee. And I realized it's something I've never talked about on the podcast, but there may be people that are paying fees at ATMs to get their own money. And so I wanted to talk with you if that's you or someone you know, perhaps someone in your family that is paying a lot of ATM fees to get their own money. Well, one of the reasons why you want to avoid ATM fees is because it's easy to avoid paying ATM fees. And I'm gonna share with you my ideas and tips and tricks on how to do that But some of that just involves advanced planning because I have friends that seem to always be short on cash. I don't know what it is. They just don't like having a lot of cash in their wallet and it causes problems because sometimes we're going somewhere and you can't necessarily use a debit card or maybe even a credit card isn't always that convenient to use. And it seems like they're just always short of cash. For example, if we have to go put some money into a parking situation that isn't updated to an electronic version or tips to a doorman, for example, or tips to a parking attendant, there's things that you pay in cash that you can't always use a debit card for. And so if you haven't planned in advance to have some cash in your wallet, to have some small bills, You know, for example, if you're out to dinner and you're not in your normal neighborhood and you don't know where your local bank ATM is to get your cash for free, you might have to stop at some other bank's ATM and pay a fee to get the cash. So it's a little bit of advanced planning. It's a little bit of being comfortable with carrying cash on you and really having a whole mindset shift around that. My mindset about cash is I always like to have about $100 in my wallet in cash. And I'm also the type that keeps my gasoline tank full. Now, this may sound trivial, but I really think that there's a connection there because my girlfriend that is always short on cash never has gas in her tank either. And so it's her mindset about scarcity, about not having enough, that I think is driving that. And to shift your mindset, start carrying a bunch of money in your wallet so you feel like you have money. And maybe you're, th- you're afraid if you have money, you're just gonna blow it on something. And so maybe it, you might feel if that's how you are, you might not feel like you're really trusting yourself. In which case you wanna check in and see if that 
is what you're feeling. But sometimes it it is a mindset that we don't have enough and that scarcity and that feeling of, oh, I don't have enough money. I'm always broke. I, you know, it can happen to people who are multimillionaires. Trust me, I have seen this in action. It doesn't matter how much you are worth. It is your mindset and what you think about how much you have to spend and whether it's okay to spend and whether you're responsible spending. So I can feel comfortable having $100 in my wallet and feel comfortable not having to spend that money, but I wanna always keep that $100 in there. So I'm always you know, conscious of replenishing it. If I spend 20 here or 20 there, then I make sure that I'm replenishing it. Also, same thing when I get to under half a tank in my car. I don't want my gas to get too low. And so if I'm between a quarter to a half a tank, I usually go in and fill up my gas tank as well. And I like to have it more toward the full side. But I also don't drive a lot of miles. So for those of you who are commuting a long way and in your car a lot, it might be different for you. And I completely understand that. It you know, it has to have flexibility for people depending on your lifestyle. But let's talk about some free ways to get your money back and getting your cash back in your wallet. Number one, of course, use a debit card. A free debit card is a great tool for you to have. And usually a bank will issue a free debit card. If you're paying for your debit card, if you have monthly fees for your debit card, I would definitely look into what do you need to do to get a free debit card. You don't want to have to pay for debit card transactions. Number two, the way that I keep my wallet full is that I don't go to the bank and I don't go to ATMs. I actually, when I go to the grocery store and buy my groceries, I usually ask for cash back at the grocery store. And that's an easy way to get your own money back without having to pay a fee. Number three, you can get cash back when you're at the drugstore. So if you're at the drugstore, they do have a limit of less cash. Like at the drugstore, sometimes they'll limit you to only $20 cash back. Whereas at the grocery store, I can get up to $100 cash back. You still can get that $20 cash at the drugstore. And it's just good if you are low on cash or, for example, if I don't have my $100, if I have $80, then I'll get my $20 at the drugstore by asking for $20 back. So you can always replenish the cash in your wallet by asking for more at the drugstore or asking for more at the grocery store. Number five is kind of a special tip because I heard this from someone else and I thought it was a great idea. And that was someone who was trying to pay off debt. And what they did was they opened a separate account that they put some cash in and that cash was their amount that they could spend each month in cash on things that they wanted to spend money on. And so they were budgeting how much cash they could spend and their other account was for paying off debt. And so, for example, I think this woman, she put $300 a month into this separate account and she could use that for eating out, going out with friends, you know, buying things at the store, groceries, novelties, whatever, clothing. And then the other money would go to pay off her debt each month. And that's how she was able to pay off a lot of her debt. 
And I thought that was a great idea. So you can have a separate account with just your cash in it and then using your debit card to access that each month. And so that way you don't have it necessarily in your wallet, although I still think you have to keep some cash on hand in your wallet. It's always a good idea to have some cash in case of emergency. But it was also putting herself on a little bit of a cash diet so that she could pay off her debt. Great idea. Number six, if you're traveling internationally, you want to use a credit card usually for your purchases because with a credit card, you're going to get the most favorable exchange rate. So rather than go to an ATM at the airport, that's the worst thing to do is to go to one of those kiosks at the airport that's a machine and they're trying to exchange your dollars. That's a very high fee usually in those kiosks. And so you wanna use a credit card if you're traveling abroad and getting a very good exchange rate on whatever purchases you're making. And if you need to have a little bit of the local cash ahead of time, get that at the bank. Try to avoid exchanging cash if you're traveling internationally. And then finally, just be aware when you're at an ATM. When is this happening to you? What is the circumstance that you find yourself paying for cash at an ATM. Were you in a certain situation? Was it a certain end of the month kind of a thing where you ran out of cash? Was it you didn't replenish your cash in your wallet? Try to get really conscious about what caused you to have to go to a bank ATM of some other bank and pay the fee to that bank to get your own cash out. Because after all, it's your own money. So the last thing you want to do is be paying a bank to get your own money back to you. I want you to really try to eliminate ATM fees from your life. I don't remember the last time I've paid an ATM fee. I've completely eliminated them from my spending situation. And I want you to do the same thing. I want you to be conscious enough, plan ahead enough that you have cash that you don't ever have to pay an ATM fee. This is something you wanna completely wipe out of your habits, you wanna wipe out of your financial practices, and you just never want to do it if you can all avoid it. So I want you to try to completely eliminate ATM fees out of your life. It's easy to do. You can use the tips I gave you and these suggestions will help you do it. It's just being a little bit more conscious, but I don't want anyone listening to my podcast paying for ATM fees anymore. It's just not necessary. And it's money that should be in your pocket and to help you with your wealth building and financial freedom. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button. I would love to have you as a regular subscriber and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available. If you haven't connected with me on Instagram, I'm at instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones, and I give wealth tips over there. So you get a little wealth tip reminder every day, and there's different topics that I use, different quotes, different teaching lessons, different things than what you hear on the podcast. So if you want some more, go on over to instagram.com and follow me there. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. 
Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.